It's time to take a K-drama coffee break with the K-3. What? What? Show? I hate you. I hate you so much. I hate you so much right now. everybody. Welcome to the Gay Drama Coffee Break. So good to see everybody. I have my Americano as usual. I am Jen and we have Caitlin with us today. Caitlin, how are you today? Yay! Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I have okay, good. Excellent. horchata. Oh, horchata. And we have to do a quick shout out today. Happy belated birthday to Caitlin and happy early birthday to Marco. So big round of birthday round of applause to two of our favorite K-drama friends. Happy birthdays all around. All right. So we didn't have very much happening this week. It was actually a pretty quiet week overall. But let's just take a quick look at the calendar. And then I think we're going to jump right into the premieres that we've got. So let's take a look at what we've got premiere-wise. We only had Oh Young Shimi and Starstruck. And yeah, I tried Oh Young Shimi. And I think I got like 15 minutes into it. And that was as far as I got. Did anybody else want to talk about that? Because I got nothing. And then Caitlin's got starstruck. And I think I overheard you guys saying it's an IT. Is that correct, Caitlin? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have it down as Vicky. Let's just take a look at what our calendar is for the finales that we had this week. So this week we had the romantic guest house. I know if you guys were watching it, how was it? Was it satisfying? Because I clearly went all in on Chosen Attorney and I wanted to flip a table by the time it was over. So maybe I need to double back and rewatch Guest House because who knows? I don't know. Let me know, you guys. Happy Merry Ending also finaled this week. Steal the Treasure Keeper, I never finished. So I didn't get to that one very much. So I don't really know about that one. I did see something like explaining the ending. So I'm not sure where we went with that. And then we've got the Chosen Attorney. I mean, the Chosen Attorney finale. God bless y'all. God bless. <laughs> I feel for these people. I feel for them a lot. They were doing some heavy lifting with a script that went sideways, in my opinion, somewhere along episode 10. Like, I don't know. How did you guys feel about this one? Because I just, it was a hot mess. Hot mess, in my opinion. That finale was rushed. I didn't know what the hell was going on. This is full spoiler, y'all. It's a finale. So just, I'm just going to dive in right to the very end. Are you telling me? That after everything that our boy, Kang Han-su, has been through, they let him think she was dead for three years, knowing she was living in the adjacent village? What? I'm so glad I dropped it. <laughs> and that's how you wrap up the show? Like, I just, I just, y'all. I mean, listen, by the time we got to the fan family, my opening note was literally like, I just don't care. Just let's just wrap this up. Let's just be done. The second they, I don't know what happened. I don't know if they changed writers. I don't know if the writer just got, got exhausted writing fun, quippy, witty, lawyering stuff. But all of a sudden they introduced that sister subplot that went like into epic, tragic drama. And you've set up this whole show where he is supposed to be the greatest lawyer in all of Chosen. And yet the one person he can't save is his own sister. What? What are we talking about, Joe? What is happening here? I'm very angry. The whole three disappearance was off. They never explained the after effects of her taking poison. And then when he does find her, they're suddenly back together as a couple like that. And I'm like, wait, wait, she, so, Wait, I thought, wait, well, then why was, 
why did she go hide? Like, I don't understand, Show Like, if she, because I guess the poison made her barren, so she no longer could be the princess because she wasn't a viable political pawn anymore. So Grandma, the Queen Dowager, was like, I'm going to declare you dead. They have a funeral, and you will be dead to the world, but you can live your own life. And she's like, thank you, Grandma. It's everything I've ever wanted. And then she goes and lives by herself for three years, hoping that Kung Han Su is going to miraculously forge a brand new life without her. What? What? Show? I hate you. I hate you so much. I hate you so much right now. And then they had like 15 endings at the end. We had their reunion. Oh, and then did you guys see this? And I don't know if I missed this. Because I, as soon as the credits started rolling, I just dumped out. So I don't know if there was like an extra scene or something. But did you guys see Uduan's Instagram where he showed this? So we got like heart-shaped sparkles. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah. Clothing. This is after they make out. And they're in bed together. Wait, what? I'm sorry, what? Where, when was this? When did this happen? What is happening right now? What, what show is this? I don't know what show this is because this is not the show I watch. What is happening? I'm so angry. Wait, so what happened to the minister's son then? Because he obviously wanted to marry the princess too. Oh yeah. Well, after the sister died, because he also, because the minister's son essentially grew up with the sister because the sister was one of his dad's minions, right? So he was very attached to the sister. So he was heartbroken when the sister died because they couldn't save her. And there were some good moments about how there's a two different sets of rules and blah, blah, blah. But I was like, we could have done that with someone who was not his sister. We could have proven that point. We we really could have done this a different, anyway. I, I digress. Oh, yeah. And Kang Han Su becomes a governor of his hometown, right? Because he takes the... And then him and the king are like BFFs again. Wait, the king could have saved your sister. What the hell is happening, show? What is happening right now? I don't even understand. So, yeah, I was not pleased. I finished it. It ended. But holy bejesus, it was a nightmare. Oh, my God. I almost spilled all my water in my lap. And that would have been hilarious. Over there. <laughs> when I get really fired up, y'all, y'all know I get a little bit spastic. Things start flying. My hands are going everywhere. I'm knocking shit over. Did they wake up in a movie theater? I wish they would have woken up in a movie theater, Marco, because then at least I could have believed they all died because that would have at least like, it would have made sense. Oh God. It was just, it was a nightmare. Yes. Should you watch the last three episodes or no, Gina? It's such a tough call because I, it took everything I had to get through them because they were just, they were just not satisfying. Like, I just don't even know. Like, how, exactly. How did they repair this relationship? He killed his sister. Well, he didn't technically, but he, he condemned his sister to death. The sister shanked herself in the neck. So, I mean, it was just a, it was just a mess, y'all. It was just a mess. It was just a mess. I would say, Gina, maybe not the last three. I would maybe, you could probably get all caught up if you just watched the final one just to see how they finished everything up. The worst part for me, y'all, was that they would go from like these really deep, Hansu just goes on this like drunken tear and he just wants to kill himself because everybody he's loved is gone and the whole thing, like super dark, tragic shit. And then they would do something wacky and play wacky music to it. And I'm like, what is happening? This is no longer the wacky comedy that you set up in the beginning, y'all. This That boat has sailed. You sunk that boat three episodes ago. So you just need to stop. So yeah. Yeah, Joseph Attorney, thanks. Uh, 
it's just uh, short. All right. All I can say is bring on bloodhounds because I am ready to see Udawang. Did I read it or did I watch it somewhere? On Chosen Attorney, when they had to do some some of the shirtless scenes, they had to digitally alter it to make him look less fit because he's so ripped right now. And so I say bring on bloodhounds. Thank you. We'll go that route. I will just go pure fan service bloodhounds. Fuck story. Just just, just give me a shirtless boxing Odudawan and I'll be happy. Let's go. Let's do it. God, what a fucking mess. Jesus. Uh, it started, and for me, it's, I thought it started strong. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of witty banter. The, the, their chemistry was fun. I mean, Bona disappeared for half of the finale, so I don't even know what was going on there. So, yeah, exactly. Other than the plot, the cats and the OST was awesome. Like, I really enjoyed all of that. All right, y'all. Let's take a look at what was our regular watch list looking like. We got Perfect Strangers, Queen of Masks. Caitlin, we're going to move Queen of Masks to the open forum, and we're going to dive right into Perfect Stranger Theories, y'all. My biggest fear slash theory is that he is already dead and or is in a coma somewhere, and this is all of a flashback. That's my biggest fear slash theory. Because he keeps having very vivid, vivid memories of being dead on the ice. And we keep getting that flashback, or not even flashback, it would be a flash forward because he's, he's, his key currently is only 2022, I think. So he went to the future to find out that he was dead. And he keeps having these moments where he remembers being, uh, dreams where he remembers being on the ice and dying. That's my, that's my biggest theory. And maybe all this, all this, Stuff in the past isn't real. And that's my biggest fear. I said this last week, you guys. Like, I'm afraid they're going to pull a full radiant on us and have it all be a lie. All the fantasy is a lie. Caitlin? I'm really behind on this, and I'm not liking it right now. Really? I'm only on episode four. so Why aren't you liking it? I hate her character. I hate her so much. I also hate the fact there's not been a murder yet, and I'm on episode four. So (laughs) I really hope, I really hope episode five and six at least have a murder or I start liking her character. Because I, I absolutely hated episode two of her. Like, hated it. Okay, I need I more. I need more this, detail on this. I adore Shinkiju. I do too. I love her. I love her. I just, I, and I under. I mean, the thing is, I understand where she's coming from. Like in episode one, she had this horrible, like, yeah. fight with her mom. Her mom dies. She sure. thinks it's her fault. Like, I understand why, but she drove me nuts so too because i'm just like and i don't understand and granted i realize like because i watched the stream from last week so i realized episode five and six they're gonna start communicating and i'm just praying they actually do because i i'm it really bothers me they're not like telling people's stories and i know that was a quibble of yours last week but like I just don't under like like okay so for like episode two right I get it she gets in like she wakes up before he does or after he does whatever walks off thinks she's like doesn't obviously she doesn't think she time traveled or whatever but like uh, who who would just, who would wake up and be like you know what I think I'm in 1980 I know but it's just like <laughs> I just you know, I just I wouldn't I would oddly not, familiar I just I don't know I I would as I said in other dramas before. I would like to think I would not act like her character if I was had a car accident and them now in all of a sudden 1987. Personally, <laughs> I'm not gonna but lie. Like, if I got in a car accident and suddenly woke up in 1987, the mental break that would occur in my head, the the you know that gif 
if it's like, no, that would be me. I just don't like, like her just running off her, not okay. Her not saying anything to him. And then just like, just, Oh, it just makes me so angry that she's like, and I get it. I get why she's trying to break up her parents. I do. Oh my God. That is one of, I I know you don't like it, but I think it's one of my favorite things is how much bickering her and her father do. It's hilarious. The fact he's always like, why do you hate me? And she's just like, I do. (laughs) I I like their banter. It's just, I don't like. I just don't like how she's like hiding everything. And he also is too, but for some yeah. reason I don't find him as annoying as she. Well, that's because he's like, your favorite. But I mean, I like her too though. I think the thing is, I think I guess the the comparison is like he's not as crazy as her. Like she's running around like a chicken with her head cut off and he's a little more calm and mellow whereas she just like she's a comedian and I think that's the problem. She's the comedic side of this pairing, and I know necessarily don't like the <laughs> comedy in general, and I think that's the reason why. All I right, just, let's just I call it. You more... just don't like comedy, Caitlin. I, I love want comedy. Them to so team I, up. I want them to yes. team up. I want the crimes to start happening. Like episode three, I liked more because the guy, like the Min- Minji, Muji's, Minji's, the author's brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the end of episode three, I like that part. Granted, that was like her in danger and like almost dying, but still, like, then I will say stick stick with it because they do start to team up in what episodes are we in? Five and six now? Five and six. Because they did finally, and that's the thing that I will say for this episode, the D's two episodes, they finally get. I think I think all the cards on the table. I feel like all the cards have been on the table are on the table now, and they're starting to work together for a common cause, which is nice. Yeah. You don't understand episode two. It <laughs> took me far too long to finish it. Like I had to keep really? pausing. I was getting so angry. I vacuumed. I paused and vacuumed. <laughs> like I and I love her. I Caitlin, love her as an actress. I, I wasn't even her. this angry about the chosen attorney finale. <laughs> I don't understand why I didn't like I just I don't understand why I don't like her so much I really don't Jill absolutely Um, we need to know who the male leads mom is absolutely yes let's see I do have a theory in terms of your dream thing yeah because I don't necessarily think like I do have the same question in you in terms of why he's dreaming it because He's obviously watching himself die. Mm-hmm. And as someone who often has those dreams a lot. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I do, but I do. And I don't wake up. You know how usually you you hear where, like, when you're, when you're about to die, you wake up? I don't have that happen. Really? Do you, dream about, do you dream about your in-between lives? No. Well, usually what happens is either it's, like, two perspectives. One's I'm, like, it's his dream where I'm watching me die as like third person sometimes it will switch to me actually being in the body of being like killed so i've actually like been killed as the perspective of somebody and yes marco i do watch myself die or feel myself die in my dreams and then it switches to a random other dream i don't know why i don't (laughs) suddenly i'm i'm dancing in in flowers the only one that i vividly remember about me dying and it's really weird is i it was i think it was like a third like a like a third perspective like watching it happen and i was in a spaceship and i slammed into the side of a mountain i'm wondering if if the 
And th- again, I've not seen five and six. So the only the only dream I've seen so far is when he's trapped under the ice and he sees his face. There's the a, no, there's a, at least one more in five and six. And that one is a little bit more personal, if that makes sense. Like okay. the dream in three and four, I felt like was very like, I know that I'm going to die. And I know this is how I die. And this is what I think could have happened. Right. It was very yeah. kind of that weird disjointed. The one in five and six is much more he was there and is remembering. Is it more of a, rem- a memory than a concept? Does that make sense? Well, that's, yeah, that's what my thing, because going off of the one I've seen, he was under the water trapped and then saw his own face through the ice. And I yeah. was wondering, because he did travel back, we never really knew if he actually traveled back to the point he died, though, as from what I've seen so far. So my yeah. thinking was like, it's a dream, but it's him dreaming of him trying to save himself. And then when he exactly. didn't or couldn't, he went back to 1987 to try to prevent the entire thing in the first place. Mm, okay, maybe. I'll take that. Because like I said, yeah. if this becomes like Radiant and it's not, not really a sci-fi, it's just someone trapped in their own brain, I am going to be so happy. I don't know if, like, I, I guess, I mean, I guess it, I did not watch Radiant, so... But I mean, obviously, I was with you in terms of when you were watching it. Did they if remind me in Radiant what it was from the perspective of when they what when they realized it was a dream? It was the perspective of your boy. No, 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 no. Time? It was it was her. She actually had Alzheimer's. She so she was believing right. that she had gone back in time and was this old lady and all of that. Okay, yeah, he I'm was going back and forth to the cover. Going to be a dream when you have the female <laughs> lead involved. Well, that's I mean that's my that's my saving grace. I'm just yeah. I think I'm just giving myself a lot of room to be disappointed. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that's like my only quibble. I don't like her character currently because I'm only on episode four, but I'm hoping it gets better. (gasps) I want murders to happen. So murders. I mean, listen, it doesn't have enough death for me. One thing that I will say that I think is hilarious about this show is the amount of butterfly wings that are happening. (laughs) Oh my god. They're like changing worlds with everything they do. I'm like, yeah. you know, that 2022 is going to be a soul's going to be a whole different place. It's going to be a yeah. whole different place. But yes, I'm I'm actually enjoying it. I did find that once they got on the same page and are working towards a common goal, I am enjoying it quite a bit more. I yeah. did see a clip that was hilarious and I want to see your opinion on it cuz obviously I know for a fact at some point they're going to have a conversation in five and six where he's going to learn about what she's truly there for. And the only clip I saw was they were in a restaurant and her dad as the young, the young version (laughs) finds out that her mom has a date with somebody else and like their faces. I was laughing. So that was good. (laughs) Like he was laughing, like he was surprised. And then her behind him, even though she wanted to break him up, I was like, okay, I'm a little, I'm a little, little more, Looking forward to the future episodes. Yeah, I that the the relationship, while well, the one, one between the mom and the daughter is supposed to be sweet, lovely, and kind, and all those good things, the one with the dad just brings me joy because they're just at each other. They're just, at, and I love everyone's like, "Wow, you two look really familiar." Are you? And they're like, "No, we're not related." Yeah, I'm really curious how the author got the mom's <clears throat> novel. Yeah. Coach Anim is an evil, evil woman. And I am kind of really into it. And I love how juicy she is. Right. One of my theories is she's the big bad. I'm hoping she's the big bad. I really hope. I love her as a villain. Right. They are teeing her up to be the big, big bad. And I'm hoping that either she has minions that have helped her or something. But I need her to stay the big bad and not just be some misunderstood youth. Right. (laughs) 
That's yeah. basically my thought. All right, guys. There's Perfect Stranger. Let's see what else we got on the docket. What do we have? Oh, Bora Deborah. Good news on the Bora Deborah front, y'all. Good news being what it is. It seems that Amazon, they did issue an apology for that god-awful scene. They also have taken that scene out. So if you're watching it on Amazon, that scene is now gone. So I may end up binging it next this week just to kind of finish it because I did love the show so much. I just kind of feel like I want to finish it to see what else happens, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Let me know what you guys think, but just FYI on the Bora Debra front, still a train wreck. It's a terrible apology, but at least they apologize. They did something. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. Amy, there was this horrible scene. You can kind of Google it, but it was like this reference of, oh, it was just how it was like beauty and Auschwitz. And it was just bad. It's just like, who does that? What did the apology say? The apology was essentially something about the lines of like, we were sorry to offend. We did not realize the ramifications. Like, shut up. Like, it was just bad. It was just terrible. It's terrible. But they did take it out of, they've cut it from the show. So now if you go and watch it, it will no longer be there. Thank God. Who the fuck thought that was? How did that even get that far? I mean, seriously, as someone who works in television, the number of meetings that I have to go to just to go through that script, to get us from point A to point B to point C, to have it produced, to then have another person look at it and then have an editor look at it. And then the changes in the script that always are coming through and the the levels of things that have to occur to get something to go to air, at least here in the States, I'm not exactly sure it works in Korea, is lengthy, y'all. Lengthy. I just don't even understand how that got that far at all. So let's do this. Let's dive into Good Bad Mom. Are you watching Good Bad Mom, Caitlin? Nope, because I just, I know a lot of people like it, but like the thought of him reverting back to 10-year-old just was not appealing to me. What I'm not enjoying is her. Like she's, I know that the title is Bad Mom. I get it. Totally get it. But the amount of piling on that we've had to do to this Bad Mom to keep making her bad, I'm just like, oh my God. So her son and her relationship is shit. He's in a car accident. He's seven years old. She gets him home. She's going to nurse him back to health, but he won't eat because when he was growing up, she basically said, don't eat, don't eat because you can't study. And so she realizes she was a shitty mom. And so they start to forge another relationship, but then she finds out she has stage four stomach cancer because of course. And then to make it worse, then her, there's a, a foot, is it foot and mouth? Like it's a hoof and mouth problem. So they basically call her entire pig farm, all of them dead, kills the entire farm. So now she's got this, this, this impaired son at home, stage four stomach cancer. And now her pigs are gone. Right. Right. It is an example of great actor saving. Exactly, Jill, because I'm still sort of invested because I'm just like, what the hell is happening? And wait, then, wait, wait, Calvin, she tried to drown him in a pond. Oh, yeah. Wait, oh, yeah. We're trying to find him. So she goes, she dumps him off without even telling him. She picks him up from an outing and drops him off at a home to help him rehabilitate because she's dying. Right. Doesn't tell him. Just drops him off and is like, peace out. Mom's going home. He wheels himself home in the rain to find her hanging because she's trying to kill herself. And he goes and lifts her up and stands. So she knows he can stand. So he stands and saves her. And so she wants to make sure that he is fully functioning before she dies. So what does she do? Does she take him back to rehab? No, no, Caitlin. She wheels him to the nearest pond and dumps him into the pond because she's read that water helps with people learning to use their legs. And she doesn't do this just once, Caitlin. They do a montage of it happening like seven or eight times. Oh, my God. 
And then she's in the meantime, she's also taking notes while she's watching a Google, like a YouTube channel of someone who's helping someone in the water because they are a trained professional where they're holding the person who needs to work in the water because it's weightless and that's why it helps, right? But they're holding the person so that they can feel safe in the water. Does she do this? No. We cut to her dumping her son in the water and her just yelling at him to use his legs. Wow. So is he actually a seven-year-old in, in like the brain or is he faking? Because I've seen Twitter like theories where he's faking it and like hiding out in this house because obviously people wanted him dead. I have not gotten that idea. I mean, it's just one of those things where you're like, listen, show, like I have a certain level of, of disbelief I can handle. But at some point you're just like the piling on of tragedy is one thing. And the, the level of bad mom is another. Has the revenge started yet? Like, has he realized... Because I feel like there's going to be a red revenge eventually. He's probably going to eventually recover. The revenge is like this weird subplot that is in motion. But because he's at the farm and seven is on hold. But mom is starting to realize what's happening because he sent her this weird letter about something. And she basically, even, even she's like, you don't write me letters like this because he was very like, I love you, mom. I miss you and all this kind of stuff. Right. I'm going to keep watching it, but I mean, we're only at, we're only at the halfway turn and they've already piled on so much. The only thing that I'm really, truly still really into is the romance. I mean, to be honest, like it's very tragic and it's sad. And he just kind of one day decided like, I'm going on a revenge spree. You cannot be a part of it, but didn't tell her of course. And then she had his still, kids and didn't tell him. Do we still not know who the dad is yet it's not official they haven't announced it but if he's not the dad that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen in this show like i mean we've seen some dumb shit but if he's some rando from the states is actually the dad that's just dumb that's just dumb the cast is doing an amazing job i'm really enjoying it but yeah just sometimes you're just like oh good lord what is happening yeah why some shit why why he's a he's one of the most pointless characters ever he makes no sense. Why does he exist? He exists only to torture his parents. That's really the only... And he'd be a fine side character, but I don't need to know his entire backstory or what he's trying to do or anything. Anything that anything that is specific to Samshik, I it's just, it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. All right, you guys, let's see what else we've got here. Okay, we've got Romantic Teacher Kim season three. Bum, bum, bum. Who's still watching this? I am watching this on Disney Asia. And so again, our VPN is always very, very handy. If you have a Disney account, uh, our VPN has a link down below. You can get that. It's super handy. I love it. It also saves my computer when I go off grid. I'm enjoying it. I'm liking it. The thing I will say over and 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 over again, I do not need a redemptive arc for trash dad. I just don't. The man is trash. I don't need him to be a good guy at all, ever. In the history of ever. I want that surgeon dad to go down so bad, Gina. So, so bad. But they're now like basically saying things like they're bringing him on because because Dr. Kim's hands are going and he needs someone to take his place who's as good as him. And I'm like, that guy? I hate that guy. I hate him. Hate him. Do not give him a redemptive arc. I kind of binged four through six. That's not really a binge, is it? But it's like four, three or four episodes in a row. And I really enjoyed it. I enjoy the relationship between Kim Sabu and An Hyo Sup. I'm really enjoying that. I mean, again, it's like, it's like an epic disaster every week and nobody has burnout. I love that. I'm like, I've been on call and I'm doing it for 22 hours. I'm like, please don't ever operate on me ever. If you're like, I get that that's what happens, but I'm like, no, just do not. No burnout, none, exactly. But it all happens in an old building. Oh, Amy, in the old building, the old building is just the emergency room. We now have the trauma center. 
the greatest, <laughs> most, it's the greatest, most like top notch, the best technology ever trauma center in the middle of nowhere. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, as I said, in like the title of this, it's just, it's comfort food. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's just like, you know, all the characters, you know, what's going to happen. You know, everybody's going to end up okay. You know, it's just that. Thanks. Thanks for coming into my living room for an hour and 20, 20 minutes, Phil. Like some of these episodes, you're just like, is that necessary? This is not necessary. Are we going to get spinoffs? Only the trauma center? <laughs> Who knows? Right? It's just like, how what? are our couples doing? Are they actually intact still? Here's, here's my biggest quibble about this. The couples are still intact. They're adorable. Okay. But okay. every time they go to do couple things, it's always behind a door. You never see them actually kiss. They'll drag each other <laughs> to behind a door and then they'll come back out and like fix their clothes. Like they just had a hot makeout session. You're like, are you kidding me? Like they've all been dating for three years. I want it. Like, come on. What and about the, the yeah. Kim and Jay's couple? They're that, adorable, the but same thing. Same thing. Same oh, thing. Okay. She came back after like some, like some, like, I don't even know, like a week long or a month long, like excursion doing something like, you know, Peace Corps type thing. And he's like so happy to see her. He grabs her hand and they go behind the corner. And then she comes out and she's like, like, shut up. <laughs> Hate you show. Hate you so much. Yeah. And then the intern, the third year residence, Dr. John, he's a fucking nightmare of a doctor. I wouldn't want him anywhere near me. He's such a little brat about everything. He's like, I want to go home. It's time to go home. Like it's, I'm gonna clock out. Like I don't want to be here. Is that the one that has the crush on on Kim and Jay's girlfriend? Yes, that was okay. a great scene. He says, I think it was on Twitter, but he's like, I've heard he's got a boyfriend for like for the last three years. I mean, do you know what she looks like? Kim and Jay just looks at him. And she goes, Me. He looks like me. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> was the best. <laughs> Yes, I feel like there is probably trouble coming. It's probably trouble brewing. Uh, we find out that our boy Kim and Jay might have been a bit of a gangster back in the day. They all come nice. into the hospital. Nice. Yeah, I, it's just you know, I mean, it's it's fun. Then we did we did get the cameo of flashbacks from our season one couple. So everybody who wanted to make sure they made it in, we did get a flashback from them <laughs> while they were in the hospital. But yeah, I mean, it's just. It's not a lot of heavy lifting. It's not. There's there's no real story that you're like, oh, yes, I need to know what happens. You know what happens. We all know what happens. All right, guys. What else do we got going? All right. And we also have Tale of the Nine Tailed. Uh, I finished that this morning. Caitlin, did you watch? Are you watching? I have not seen this week's episodes. I was trying to get through episode two of My Perfect Stranger. <laughs> well, that would take you four hours. That does take a lot of time out of your, out of your drama. I, I am enjoying it. I like, I like what I've seen. Uh-huh. Um, I like the, I like the brothers together. I like the whole, like the, 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 what do you call it? They're like the God friends. Yes. Thing. The mountain gods. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Your girl wish- though, your girl though, her weird obsession with Eon needs to end because it is becoming uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Like, like if the if the roles were reversed and and it was Eon and her, I, I, we would all be visibly uncomfortable with the way how aggressive she is. If it was a dude, and I'm like, she needs, to, I need her to stop. I do love though that her character kind of is on the line of good and bad. Like you, oh yeah, that know. I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also love the fact that like I really like Kim Bum and the Mermaid together. <gasps> 
I think I they're love, adorable. I love Kim Baum, and I like the idea of the mermaid. I'm not sure the mermaid herself. She's she's she hasn't grown on me yet. I'm, but I'm okay. willing to. Well, I'm willing to allow it. I would say okay. I, I let me let me rephrase that. I like how Kim Baum's character is with the mermaid. Yes, because. It is very clear that he has never been in this situation before. Oh, and he doesn't yeah. really know what to do. So, like, I, I, I mean, and so it doesn't really have to be the mermaid as the as the part of the pair. But yes, I yes. like his interactions with the mermaid. Yes, um, I do. I love he, that like, he really. I love the fact, like, that the scene that I and again, I haven't seen Seven and Eight, so if they have another date in Seven and Eight, I haven't seen it. But like when they were out in the horseback in the field, and like she was, <laughs> and he like randomly just got back on the horse and started walking away and he's like she's like what what's going on here my favorite was like she thought he was going to teach her to ride while they were on it together and he was like all right (laughs) and she's like wait you're teaching me to actually ride and he's like yeah what else did you want like yeah i do wish there was more fantasy involved i i mean there for me there's not enough because i think it's because it's set in a historical setting (laughs) and there's a lot of politics going on at the same time. Yeah. I wish there was less politics and more fantasy. I think there's still a good, it's still a good combo and it's right. definitely different from season one. It definitely has made it its own thing. Like it's mm-hmm. not, so I am, and I'm definitely enjoying this season more than I did season one personally, but I do wish there was more fantasy. I'm also really curious what season three is going to look like. <gasps> right? Because yeah. I don't, I've heard things about season three and nothing's confirmed. So like I've heard season three might be Joseph era. I've heard it's going to be future again. Like I've heard both. So I'm really not sure. My, my only requirement for any season three, otherwise I, I guarantee I will not stick with it. It just will not happen. But if Kim bombs is not in it, I don't, I don't, I, he's the, I think he's the reason I'm still watching the show. I think, I I mean, I think, Season three is going to be Joe Snera, so he probably will be in it. But then okay, we have good. to deal with his wig, not Kim Bum. Oh, um, the wigs are terrible. Can we all just agree on how wig, bad yeah. the wigs are? Honestly, though, I think the wigs look better this season, like in the really? Joe Snera wig, than it did in really? season one. But, God, he's, his name is blanking. The main <laughs> dude with the red hair. What's his name? Eden Hook? Yes, thank you. <laughs> In season one, I remember his Josen wig just being, like, <laughs> I just being bad. Like, it drew me away from the story. At least in the yeah. few scenes we've gotten in terms of the Josen era, his wig with, like, the white streaks in the front, to me, it looks better. And maybe it's just because it's been so sporadic, because we're not having a lot of flashbacks. Right. But... I thought it looked better than season one, personally. But yeah, oh, yeah. the governor's daughter. What, what we got going on? The here? governor's oh. daughter's wig. Oh, oh, her little pixie cut wig. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with that. Is that, that a wig? All. I don't know if it's a wig because I saw a magazine look where she had that cut. Like she did, like in like a first look shoot or something, and she had a pixie cut. I mean, she's a, she's a beautiful woman like i just yeah. whoever's styling that is just not yeah. doing her any justice whatsoever. overall i like in season two better than i like season one season one's not bad but i'm i'm definitely liking this season oh oh yeah jill she is she's going full 1940s hairnet yeah that thing there's not a hair out of place on that not at all <laughs> she is like aquanet girl 
all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm enjoying it. I'm not sure I'm really into the story, but I do. I, like you said, with the fantasy, like I'm really enjoying the fact that almost everybody seems to be a demon in Chosen. Like I'm like, all right, cool. Bring, burn it down. Let's go. Let's do it. And I feel like my big theory is that the three mountain gods are going to have to come together, even though the one wants to destroy Eon. Um, Young wants to destroy Eon. I think they're going to have to come together to destroy that big, the big bad Japanese demon. Right. That's my, that's my thought. Yeah. I also do like the fact that the Japanese also aren't human. Mm -hmm. Like, I like the fact that they have, like, their own secret weapon demon. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I think I just need to get a little deeper into it. We're at the halfway turn, so I'm. I said halfway, or was it halfway last time? It's more. I think it's only twelve episodes. Is it only twelve? Is it only, tw- is it only twelve? Well, uh, it is only twelve. Okay, so the halfway point was last week. So yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm I, I'm enjoying it. I'm not loving it, but I am enjoying yeah. it for sure. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely, it's one that I do look forward to every week. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, it's one where I'm like, oh, cool, we get a new episode, but yeah. it's not like I'm like. Oh my god! I need the next episode now. Like, yeah, I'm, definitely, I, right? I'm definitely not like that. All right, you guys, look at us just cranking through the shows today, even with some massive rants. Okay, let's move on to our open forum, Caitlin. What you got for us? You got a couple that you're watching that I, I think a few people are watching. So I'll start with the small one, and then I'll go okay. into my crazy sure. one. The small one I have is Love Mate. Mm-hmm. It's a BL. It's an office drama. Yeah. Um, they're it the setup is they're producers of like shows. And the one guy has never been in a relationship, but is asked to be a producer. Or or he has been in a I don't know, it's unclear right now if he's been in a relationship or he's been in a bad relationship, which we'll find um, out next week. Okay. And so at the start, he like, I don't love, I, I go on Tinder, I have hookups, I go on one dates, like, I'm not looking for a relationship. Right. And then he produces these shows are like, oh, I can't remember the name, but it was like, single is the best or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, not single loving stuff. Yeah, 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 stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, and the show that he's trying to get produced and made gets rejected by this newcomer guy. Who's the complete opposite. Like mm. love's the best. We need love all the time, blah, blah, blah. And it's revealed very quickly that the new guy has a crush on our other guy. Um, there has been some talk and criticism very on very early on that the new guy in the early episodes seemed Almost stalkerish. Um, um, I did not get that. Like, I and maybe it's like another. This is another like short episode, only eight episode. It ends next week type thing. So it's not okay. again. Not it's on Vicky, of, right? Yeah, on Vicky. Not a lot of room for mm-hmm. a lot of character development, or so it's. It's a very fast paced. Okay. Like they had sex in like episode three. So it's like, it's like one of those things where like, they're just boom, boom, boom. So I think the reason why he seems stalkerish is because just the pacing of the story. I don't think it's really as bad as it might have been perceived. And maybe that's just me. Maybe I just don't see it. Cause I mean, I do see the other side though. There were some actions that like, for example, they were on the bus and the guy who didn't believe in love had his hand on one of those like hanging right the little hanging things, things yeah and the other guy the newer guy had put his hand on this on his hand <gasps> oh yeah and wouldn't take it off 
And people had a problem with that, which I understand. I get that. I do. So it's not the best one I've ever seen, but it's very cute. It's an office romance. It's cute. I do love the fact that, like, we did have, like, obviously they didn't show everything, but they had sex. So, I mean, it was. Right? That we ends next week, so we obviously have the X coming back next week, which will be interesting. Right. I thought obviously. once they got together, it's somewhat it's a very healthy relationship. They communicate. They nice say when they so, like or dislike something. So So my question is if he doesn't want a relationship, how did we get from a non-relationship guy into being a relationship guy? So I think he just, well, especially because they kind of just had sex in episode three. <laughs> so um, it was like one of those. It was really good sex. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much like, honestly, I pretty, like, I think he kind of discovered that he was against love because he had been hurt in the past and kind of just um, putting up this sure. humongous wall and not sure. giving himself opportunity to okay. explore that again. And so basically the newcomer opened that up a little bit. All right. So. All right. So finale's next week. Mm-hmm. So do you recommend us all catching up or no? Yeah. I mean, I think if you can get past what people might perceive as stalkerish moves, <laughs> I, I would. If you're like, okay with some, some, some maybe stalkerish moments. I, I, think it, I think it's up to people's perspective. Like some, okay. people, some people on Twitter were saying, yeah. And I do. And I'm not saying that I disagree with them. Because like if it was a male doing this to a female maybe right. they would have an issue like i i do get both sides but i think yeah. that's just up to people's decision and perspective okay. again there's only it's only like 15 minute episodes so they there's not a lot of room right they're moving really like, fast yeah it's not like eighth sense it's not like unintentional love story where like they have a lot of room for development or anything like that gotcha so, okay the actors are um, doing good so nice okay cool all right, I'll maybe think about it. Maybe, maybe I don't know. We'll see. Let us let us know in the comments over here what else you what is in your uh what do you guys got going on? Listen, Caitlin's Queen gonna talk masks. about Queen of Masks. Queen of Masks basically teaches us that all men are pretty much trash. Except for maybe <laughs> like one character. Okay, here we go. I can't remember where we left off the last time I was on here, but just give us an overview. I will read you my notes on terms. I will read you my notes in terms of like how horrible these men. One man in particular. Okay. There is there's multiple men who've been horrible, but there's one man that this like this which is a like and dislike of the show. Because basically the writers have decided this one man is the evil incarnate. And like (laughs) (laughs) like pretty much is just anything. So you have the dead guy, the dead fiance. Sure. We find out. If, so every episode is like flashing back to this one night at this hotel room. Right. Where he ends up dead and we're still trying to figure out who actually killed him. Okay. But basically everything happened in this hotel room. Sure. Like of course. between the murder, we have like her sexual assault happened. Uh-huh. So we still were trying to figure out that. We had multiple characters go in for various reasons. So we're trying to figure out, piece together the night of that. So this is what we have pieced together so far. One, the woman who was supposed to be his bride, mm-hmm. he was blackmailing her oh. because he had filmed them doing bed stuff. So she went in there. Sexy time. Yeah. He went, she went in there trying to get those videos back. Okay. So she has motive. Then... 
the one husband, which I do actually like them as a couple, because he's very remorseful about this, but he's also kind of a jerk for this. But apparently, because this happened like 10 years or something ago, the one husband who used to be working as a host and his wife was an ex-drug addict. He was the one that actually introduced her to drugs and caused her to get on drugs in the first place. I don't think it honestly was intentional. I don't think he intentionally targeted her, mm-hmm. but that like her whole problem started with him. And I don't know if she knows that or not, but okay. I do love them as a couple. They have their okay. issues, but they're, they, they are, he's not, he's like the least worse of these guys. If that's his, like, only thing he's done wrong. So then we have... The only thing he's done wrong is hook her on drugs. I mean, really, it's just... It's a a quibble. (laughs) So then we have the devil incarnate, right? Okay. So we have this devil incarnate who seems to have a relationship with all of these friends somehow. Which is why I'm not really liking the writers. Because it's like, okay, I understand he's the main bad guy. But, like, why does he have to have a relationship with every of these characters? Every one of these characters. it's a drama. So... First off, in the present, he uh-huh. is he's a po- he's he married this the the bride who was whose fiance was dead, who was murdered. She married <laughs> this guy, right? No, he really he's not. He's not if he no, really was not. if he really was Satan, I would be on this show like like white on rice. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, love Jill, that. we only we still have eight episodes ago, it could turn out that into an ultimate fantasy and he could be the devil. He suddenly like, is no, Al Pacino sitting in his in devil's advocate with the, the <laughs> weird spiraling, like, what was that picture thing that happened? Love I love that. I love devil's advocate so much. Anyway, the wife that was supposed to be married to the dead guy, he mm-hmm. marries her. Oh. And basically, just their marriage is not good. What? It's revealed what? that he... Another of the friends who were went to prison for the dead guy's murder, and she mm-hmm. obviously didn't do it. She had to go to the U.S. because she was wanted in the Korea. It turns out he married her in the U.S. and they had a kid together. And then he put her in prison in the U.S. and oh. took their baby back to Korea. Well, he's delightful. So then it was revealed later that the same guy also essayed our main girl that same night and it was also revealed that he and the dead guy were somehow either it's unclear yet and calvin you may be able to give some insight remember the last time i was talking about this show she was buying up the trying to buy up this land to figure out the secret organization (gasps) with the masks i think they were either wanting to become the the dead guy and this horrible devil incarnate guy was either 10 years ago either wanted to become members of this club or one of them were members of this club Mm. so they for some reason and it's unclear yet i don't know if we're going to be involved but for some reason, our main girl went into the room wanting to figure out if he was having an affair with another one of the friends. She accidentally drank the drug drink that was meant for the girl who went to prison for his murder. So it was revealed that they were actually trying to drug one of the other friends, but she got there first. The dead guy was like, no, she's an attorney. We're not going to sexually assault her. But the devil incarnate did to, did so anyway. And because she was there. Yeah, Calvin, the Angels Club. Then she, like, our main girl, like, slashes him across the chest with a knife and runs out. So that is all that has been revealed up to this point. So basically, all the men are horrible to the point. Awesome. We have one guy who's not horrible at all and is 
actively trying to help our main girl figure all this out. Okay. The the statute of limitations have run out on the sexual assault, so she can't Ooh. even prosecute this guy anymore. We still don't know who actually murdered him because at the very end, she tried to get him like to so basically she's running for mayor. He through shenanigans is also running for mayor as oh, as, okay. as her opponent. So she tried to expose him <clears throat> and what absolutely happened is they played a video because he was recording that night and it showed every one of these women walking into this hotel room fighting with the dead guy and then eventually he showed his murder and it showed that none of the girls potentially killed the guy it definitely wasn't the prison girl so and and then at the very end she yes calvin at the very end it was revealed that so the devil incarnate has always had this relationship with this orphanage and he's always come off as like a really nice guy cares about the kids donating stuff whatever whatever in reality he's using this like masked club in the basement of this orphanage and the kids are walking around as waiters and waitresses with like video cameras on them, like in pins, and they're videotaping all these people. I'm assuming for blackmail. Sure, of course. So it's unclear what else is going on other than gambling in this club. It's very apparent they're all rich people. Right. Um, so, so I assure you more than gambling is occurring, right? Yes, Calvin. It also was revealed later that she can still charge him with the sexual assault because he left Korea for a time. So the statute of limitations actually has run out. So that's just like the gist of it. It's just like this one, this writer is just like making this one guy the absolute worst you could possibly. I just, I'm glad the girls are all teaming up now, though. Except, oh, okay, okay, good. Except, except for the stupid woman who is his wife. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It was also revealed she got pregnant by the devil incarnate. So now she's the wife of the devil incarnate and has his child. And the friends all were like, look, your husband is devil incarnate. Here is why. And she's like, no, I'm not going to listen to this because I'm now pregnant with his <laughs> child. So my husband and father of my future child are is not about to be this horrible person. So she's oh, the only, mock like, John. Yeah, it's, it's a regular mock John type thing. Oh, I am so thoroughly much. enjoying oh, it. Oh, <laughs> clearly. Yes. It sounds like Calvin uh-huh. is too. I'm glad it's, it's I'm, I, glad uh, sa- I'm glad it's more satisfying than Pandora. Pandora was just built. <laughs> But I will say, I think I've come to the conclusion that I've, and I think I had the same problem with Taxi Driver. I've come to the conclusion I do not like when the writers pile on all the crimes onto one character if it's not opened up. (laughs) Because I think it's happening the same with Queen of Masks. Well, it just becomes, Taxi Driver was absurd. It was like every single, every single case they got related back to Mm that's like, come on, that's just dumb. That's just not, yeah. that is not, I don't think that's, I don't even think that's mathematically possible. Okay, Bumhana is watching The Real Has Come with Anjehun and Bekchi. I'm seeing a lot of people are watching this. Like I'm also never, watching it. This is a daily though, right? Is that right? It's a weekender. So it's 50 It's a weekender. Oh, okay, yeah. that's what it is. Two episodes a week, but it's Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. But it's 50 episodes. So it's two episodes Saturday and Sunday, but 50 episodes long. So it lasts a lot longer. Oh, so it's still kind of like a a daily kind of 
setup. I'm a little hazy on where it falls in the so daily. I would say, yeah, I would say people do consider it more daily. It's a weekender. Like dailies are Monday through Friday, 30 minute episodes, and they're usually mock John or they're like family dramas. This is a family drama, but it's two episodes a weekend, hour long episodes, and it's 50 (gasps) episodes usually. So that's a lot. It's a lot. Are you guys enjoying it? I mean, it looks like Ukhana is. I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. It's my problem with weekenders is sometimes they can move very slowly for me. Mm. Well, it's 50 um, episodes. They got a lot like, of ground to cover. Yeah, but I watch dailies, but those are regular mock John crime. Everybody's oh, for cheating sure. with everybody type thing. Yeah. This is not. This is not everybody's cheating with everybody so far. Okay. It could All turn right. into that, but I'm liking it. It's it's fine. I agree nice. with Ukhana. As I said earlier, I'm only really the only other thing I'm really watching is I started watching Call It Love randomly. I'm not sure why, but I'm enjoying it quite a bit. <laughs> Has anyone watched Young Lady and a Gentleman? Oh, HH, I'm not sure I even know that one. Which one is Young Lady and a Gentleman? Okay. I have not watched Young Lady and Gentleman. Again, it's a weekender. It's oh, okay. very popular. A lot of people loved it. If you're like the typical, like, if this, the setup is the main woman is a nanny, is hired to be a nanny for a rich guy and his kids. And they start a romance and everything. And he has like a jealous somebody and whatever, whatever. I have always wanted to check it out, but I just haven't actually checked it out yet. But a lot of people loved it when it was airing and it got a lot of awards when it aired. So what do we got coming up? Next week is really light, y'all. So we might, we might be dark next Sunday. I'm not going to lie. We just have the Family Unbreakable Bond finale. We've got one day off premiere. Love Mate finale and the Bora Debra finale. Also, if you guys, uh, with that calendar, if you are one of our Kofi supporters, A, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. And you get that calendar. And B, we also are doing a Legends of the Blue Sea rewatch every Friday at four o'clock. It's been a lot of fun. We are through episode four. It really holds up, y'all. It really holds up. Shocked. I'm shocked. I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I am. So if you guys want to join us, I'll be sending out a notice on that as well this week. I think that's it. Any final thoughts, Caitlin? No, no. I'm I'm no. looking forward to some shows in June as well. Except like Mrs. Durian. I'm very intrigued by that one. Mrs. Durian. Which one is that? It's it was one that was rumored for June, and then they just released the first trailer, and it's really kind of unclear of what it is because the first half was like your regular Chayball family kind of have their own political stuff, and then all of a sudden it went back to the Joseon era. Oh, so I'm really unclear if it's like fantasy or if it's like two like lifetimes of the same family. I'm not Um, really sure. So I'm intrigued by that. Okay, I like that. You know, I like that shit. And then we've also got See You in My 19th Life, which I'm really excited Mm -hmm. about. That's the one. I'm excited for that one, too. I hear he lost a ton of weight for that. Ton of weight. And can we can I just yell, you know, my love for Shin Hae-san. Is she fucking with her face? Like the trailer is kind of weird. I feel like the hair color. Is that what it is? I'm really hoping it's just the hair color because I I keep doing like side by sides being like, Mm. no. Okay. I'm going to go with that. I feel like it's the hair color. Cause I I remember seeing the first trailer and I'm like, is that her? Yeah. But then when they did close-ups, I was like, oh yeah, it's her. But I feel like it's the hair color. Okay. I'm going to stick with that, Caitlin, because I was really bummed out because that's Mm. my, she's, she's practically my, my astro twin. I love her love her so much <laughs> all right you guys oh i know gina she's already pretty leave your face alone we love you as is so yeah all right you guys well have a great week maybe we'll see you next week maybe we won't i'll keep you guys posted for sure on twitter and all the usual socials but then we'll be back to kind of get caught up and get ready for june right mm-hmm, excellent mm-hmm. 
All right, guys, thank you so much. If you are here and hanging out with us and you're on the replay or here on the live, give us a like and just kind of let YouTube know that you kind of enjoy hanging out with us on Sundays. We really appreciate it. And subscribe. We really, really would dig it. We'd love to hit that 5,000 number. Like it's just become a goal. Like I'm becoming rabid about this goal. So yeah, if you guys haven't subscribed yet, we appreciate it. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And until next week, we will see you then. Bye.